What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life, featuring the exposit story preaching of Dr. John Katzian. Baldhead Bible Podcast is committed to keeping our show free to the public. However, as with everything, there are expenses involved, so if you would like to contribute, head on over to patreon.com, that's patreon.com forward slash baldhead bible, and there you can become a supporting member for as low as $1 a month. While there, please check out some of the bonus material available only to our BHBP supporters. And some of that material includes Bible study guides to help you use the podcast to minister to your children, to minister in a Sunday school class, and to have some quality family devotions. What were you doing when you were eight years old? Me, I was probably watching cartoons on television, eating lots of cereal, and being sent off to bed by my mother and father on a regular basis. But there was a child named Josiah, who when he turned eight years old, he became king of a nation. And not only that, he became king of a nation where the people were heading in a completely different direction than he wanted to lead them at the age of eight. See, Josiah's grandfather was a king named Manasseh. Now, Manasseh was king of Judah, and the Bible says he was a pretty evil king. In fact, one of the worst. Manasseh had a son whose name was Amon, and guess what? He was just as evil as his dad. Now, remember, according to the books of First and Second Kings and First and Second Chronicles, What makes you evil in the sight of God is worshiping and following any other God but the one true God, Yahweh. Well, Manasseh and Amon were really good at that. They chased after other gods and completely ignored Yahweh. Their only source of hope and strength was Yahweh. Their only source of blessing was Yahweh, but they didn't care. They built altars and worship centers to gods named Molech and Asherah and Baal. They worshipped the sun, the moon, and all the astral gods they could find. They even desecrated the temple. The temple dedicated to the worship of Yahweh. And they desecrated it by placing shrines to the worship of other gods in that very temple. In short... They were terrible. Amon, Josiah's dad, was so bad, he only lasted two years before his own servants conspired against him and killed him. Now, the Bible doesn't say how Amon was killed by his servants, but I wonder if they spiked his food, or or maybe they ran him over with the lawnmower when he wasn't looking. Either way, they killed him. And then the people of Judah rose up, And they killed the men who killed Amon. And then they made Josiah king. 
So, when we come to the story, things aren't looking good for Yahweh and for those in Judah who love him and him only. Josiah's granddad was evil. Josiah's dad was evil. And now, Josiah, an eight-year-old boy, is king. And probably the people were thinking, we can manipulate this kid. We can make him do what we want. We can make him continue on in the evil ways of his father and his grandfather. Things are looking bleak for loyal Yahwehists. But then, something interesting happens. Little Josiah decides to live for Yahweh. It says in Second Chronicles that while he was yet a youth, probably around the age of 16, Josiah decides to seek the God of his ancestor, David. Now, this desire to seek the God of his ancestor, David, probably happened years earlier. The Bible says his mother was Jedidah, the daughter of Adiah. She was wife to wicked King Amon. But did she remain godly despite her evil husband? Did she influence and raise her son as queen mother to love and follow Yahweh? I think she did. See, Josiah was surrounded not only by a godly mother, possibly, but by the high priest Hilkiah and his court secretary Shaphan. Were these godly men who saw the chance to influence the next generation for good? Maybe they did. These adults, in varying degrees, helped shape the heart and mind of this little boy so that, eight years later, Josiah can reject his father's ways and his grandfather's sins and choose to follow Yahweh at the age of 16. I wonder if his mother, Jedidah, told Josiah all these stories of great King David. She told him of how Yahweh had been his portion and his help. And Jedidah told Josiah all these stories when he was a little boy growing up. She told him about David's battle with Goliath and his defeat of Saul. And, and the whole time she's raising him, she's stressing that all of his victories came from God. And maybe Hilkiah, every time he bumped into Josiah, talked about the law and maybe quoted to him a psalm or a proverb. And maybe Shaphan, whenever he bumped into little Josiah, began to talk about Yahweh. See, we shouldn't forget the influence we have on the children in our midst. Any parent who's listening, don't forget that you shape the hearts and minds of those around you. And this is a reminder to any kids who might be listening to this. You can choose to be different. You, as a child, can choose to follow God with all your heart, even at the age of eight. This is also a reminder to any teens out there. You do not have to wait until you're an adult to choose to obey and follow God completely. Josiah made that choice to follow God and obey him completely at the age of 16. And man, when Josiah made that choice, Josiah meant it. The Bible says of Josiah that before him, 
There was no king like him who turned to the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his strength according to all the law of Moses and no one like him arose after him. 2 Kings 23 verse 25. Now remember I said Hezekiah, he was the goat. Well, I might have been wrong. I wonder if Josiah was the greatest king of Judah of all time. Because the Bible says that no one rose up like him after him and, and no one before him turned to the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his strength. Well, Josiah, his first step to follow God completely was to eradicate the land of all pagan practices and worship of other gods. And at the age of 20, he began this cleansing process. You know what Josiah did at the age of 20? He first of all removed everything connected with the worship of false gods that his ancestors had set up in Judah and Jerusalem. He went into the temple, the house of worship, and Ahaz and Manasseh had brought in all this other paraphernalia into the temple to worship God while Josiah dragged all that stuff out. All the stuff used to worship Baal. All the objects used to worship Asherah. All the objects and altars built to astrological deities. He took them out and he burned them in a place called the Kidron Valley. And then he drove away these pagan priests who had led the people in various forms of idolatry. And, and then he removed the Asherah pole from the temple itself. Can you imagine? Some king had set up a pole to the worship of Asherah in the very temple dedicated to the worship of Yahweh. Well, Josiah tore down that pole and he burned it, guess where? In the Kidron Valley. And then, after he cleansed the temple, Josiah wasn't done. He then destroyed pagan places of worship. And he went all the way north to a town called Geba. And then all the way south to a town called Beersheba. From north to south, he cleaned out these pagan places of worship. He destroyed the high places at the very gates next to the residence of the governor of Jerusalem. His name was Joshua. And Josiah destroyed that shrine to another god right by the governor residence. And then Josiah went to one of the most evil places of all. And he walked right in there and he destroyed everything. And you know what that evil place was? It was a place called Topheth. And Topheth was this place where they would come, the worshipers of Molech. And this god named Molech was the god of the people of the Ammonites. And somehow the people of Judah and the people of Israel got into worshiping Molech. Well, you know, the worst thing about worshiping Molech is people would offer their babies and their children in a form of burnt sacrifice. And they would go to this place called Topheth, and that's where they would burn their children as sacrifices to this god named Molech. This is evil. This is terrible. Well, Josiah 
goes into this site. And the Bible says he desecrates it. He destroys it so badly that nobody who worships Moloch could ever worship there again. Well done, Josiah. That must have been a frightening place to go into. He went right into the belly of the beast and destroyed it all. Well, then he went on and he removed the sacred horses used in these long processions, worshiping and honoring the sun. They had horses dedicated to sun worship. And not only that, they had chariots dedicated to sun worship. Well, Josiah went in and sadly, he probably had to kill the horses. And for sure, he burnt the chariots dedicated to the sun. And then he went in and destroyed an upper room where Ahaz had built it at one of the gates of the temple. And now it was being used as an altar to worship the sun and the moon and the stars. Well, here comes Josiah and he destroys that upper room. And then he completes the temple by clearing out the outer area, cleaning out the courtyards. And it's just interesting how badly all these altars to pagan gods had infiltrated all these places of worship to Yahweh, where he was destroying high places and altars and poles. And the Bible says he destroyed sacred pagan stones. He wiped them all out. Josiah at the age of 20, was cleaning house and wiping it clean. Remember, he destroys an altar. He sees an altar to Molech. Gone. He sees an Asherah pole. Gone. He sees an altar to Baal. Gone. Shrines, altars, all other places dedicated to other gods. Josiah knocks down, digs up, burns, and then... He dug up the bones of their pagan priests and burns them on the altar and then scatters them all over the altar, making it useless. Like I said, he desecrated altar after altar and he destroyed them and knocked them down. And then he took these piles of trash and threw them into the Kidron Valley. Man, the Kidron Valley must have been full of old decaying worshipping of old decaying gods. All the trash that people used to worship these useless gods who could do nothing for Israel and nothing for Judah. Can you imagine? Whew, the joy Josiah must have felt. You know, when you, you when you clean a pot and it's really dirty and you finally see the shining metal underneath. Or, or when you finally clean your room and it's really messy and full of junk, but you organize it and you make it great, you feel satisfaction. I think that's the same thing here with Josiah. He is clearing out all this pagan junk. But guess what? Josiah doesn't stop there. He then goes after an ancient pagan altar. And in so doing, he fulfills a prophecy from hundreds of years earlier. See, the people of Israel began to depart from following God. Do you remember during the reign of Jeroboam when he split from Rehoboam and we got northern Israel and southern Israel? Well, Jeroboam was the first king of northern Israel and he decided to start his own center of worship to Yahweh. 
See, people were supposed to go to Jerusalem to the temple to worship Yahweh. But Jeroboam thought if people go south to Jerusalem to worship Yahweh, then they're in the southern kingdom and they might not come back. So, you know what? I don't want the people to leave. And so I've got to build my own temple. And he built his own altar. He basically started his own religion, his own worship of Yahweh. And it was wrong and it was bad and it led the people to sin. Well, Jeroboam built an altar at a place called Bethel. And 1 Kings 13 tells the story that one day as Jeroboam is at this altar, an old prophet shows up. And I've told this story before in an earlier episode. It doesn't say who this old prophet was, just some old prophet sent by God. This prophet confronts Jeroboam, and then he gives this prophecy. He says that one day, a man named Josiah... He even names this man. Josiah would burn the bones of the priests on this very altar. And this prophecy was made hundreds of years earlier. And here a man named Josiah was doing exactly what this prophet had predicted. See, Josiah goes down to Bethel and he goes down to this altar, which had by now become a major place of pagan idolatry. And he starts to destroy it. And next to the altar were these tombs cut out of a hillside where they would bury priests who would worship there and and other famous worshipers of all the pagan gods they worshipped at this altar at Bethel. Well, Josiah dug up these tombs. And he dug up the bones of these priests. And he dug up the bones of these famous worshipers. And he placed them on the altar and he set them on fire. He just burned them up. And guess what? He destroyed that altar and he fulfilled a prophecy made by a prophet hundreds of years earlier. So, Josiah, he is doing well. He's cleansing the temple. He's tearing down high places. He is totally wiping out any worship of any other God but Yahweh from southern Israel, from Judah. But guess what? Josiah doesn't even stop there. He goes even further and decides to extend his purge into the territory of the old northern kingdom. And he starts to execute some of the priests who are leading people in worship of false gods up there. And then he comes back home and he says, enough of household gods. See, I may not go to some altar to worship God. I may not go to some temple to worship God. But I may have in my own house a set of little gods made out of clay that I maybe put on a shelf and and I bow down to it. Or, Or maybe I secretly am a medium. Or maybe secretly I practice spiritism. Well, all of that is against God's law. All of that is against the will of God. And Josiah said, you know what? We are even gonna come house to house. If you have a set of household gods, we're gonna destroy them. They are gone. And so, Josiah, he begins to reign at the age of eight. 
And then at the age of 16, he chooses to follow Yahweh. And then at the age of 20, he begins to rid the land of all other vestiges of other gods and worship of those gods. He cleansed the temple and got rid of the shrines and the Asherah poles and altars to other gods in the temple. Then he completely eradicated the other high places, chased out their priests, had many of them executed. Then from north all the way down to the south, Josiah removed all pagan cults and practices from the land and ending with desecrating the famous cultic altar built by Jeroboam at Bethel. He totally wipes it out. He burnt the bones of the priests on the altar and then tore it down, fulfilling a prophecy made hundreds of years earlier. Whew! The land is clean! The stench of other gods is gone. But that had taken Josiah a little time to do all of it. Josiah, by the time he's done doing all of that, cleansing everything, is now 26 years old. And he decides, you know what? It's time to rebuild the temple. See, the temple had fallen into disrepair. And, and over the years, it sort of followed the cycle. It, it gets repaired, then it gets neglected, then it falls into disrepair, then it gets repaired again, and then it gets neglected. Well, now, after cleansing the temple, Josiah noticed it needs a lot of work, a lot of TLC, so to speak. So, Josiah gives that job to his trusted court official, Shaphan and to two other guys named Masai and Joah. Well, these three men go and tell the high priest Hilkiah to find craftsmen and to take this money that Josiah had given to rebuild the temple, to take this money and to begin to restore the temple. And so Hilkiah and Shaphan, those other two guys, and, and all the craftsmen they hire, they begin the work. Well, one day, Hilkiah's in the temple treasury, and he's taken some silver out to pay the craftsmen he had hired. And I can imagine he's in there counting out the silver, you know, one, two, five. I'm not certain how much they pay him, but he probably paid him quite a bit because these are good craftsmen, and Hilkiah is in there counting out the money, making sure he's paying him right, and he's looking at the coins, and then he notices something out of the corner of his eye. He notices something in a, in a bag, but behind another bag in the corner of the treasury. Or, or maybe I can imagine he, he knocks a bowl off a shelf and it crashes to the floor, and then as he's picking up the pieces, he notices when he looks up that behind that bowl... Is, is 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 something very interesting. <gasps> Could that be what I think it is? It doesn't really say how Hilkiah discovered it, but the Bible says one day, coming out of the treasury, Hilkiah comes out all excited. And he says he has found something absolutely amazing. I imagine when Helkiah first saw it, 
and opened it and realized what it was, his heart leapt for joy. I imagine when Hilkiah realized what he was holding in his hands, he began to weep, excited to see it, and thrilled to know there was still one left in Judah. And, and you know what it was? Well, if you come back next week, we'll find out this amazing thing that Hilkiah had found. But man, I just want to encourage you. No matter what your age, Josiah is a story of what you can do when you have a heart completely devoted to obeying the Lord our God. Thank you for listening to Baldhead Bible Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. You can comment on our Facebook page or email us at baldheadbible at gmail.com. If you would like to support this podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash baldheadbible. Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life. New episodes added every week. Thank you.